Umked Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the winter of 1945, with the Allied victory over the Axis powers, President Harry S. Truman disbanded Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was formerly known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Remembrance Reunion. When we last left our heroes, the brave Brassy Battalion had seemingly been blown to bits by a beastly bomb. Seemingly. The good news is that, thanks to the robot's selfless actions, the brunt of the blast was contained, and Brassy Battalion escaped with their lives and bodies intact. Whew. But, dear listeners, that also means that the nefarious forces of SCAR survived to terrorize the world another day. (laughs) But there was more good news to be had. The Second World War had ended and brought a hard-earned victory to the Allied forces. We did it! Curses! Alas, with the good news came more bad. For with the end of the war and the passing of the beloved Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a new president had new agendas for a country that had new, more pressing concerns. And so it was that President Truman disbanded the 1st Brassy Battalion Fighter Squadron, and its members were sent on their way. Delicious. Stuff it. Life for the former Brassy Battalion went on. And they discovered, like much of the rest of the world, that things would never be quite the same again. Indeed, the very world was changing around them, and their lives reflected this. Let's listen in as Dixie heads to a party with her former battalion, and this reunion is not going to go as planned. Oh man, oh man, that smells good. Why, of course it does, Joey. You don't think it's a little crazy for me to be saying that, do you? Why ever would I? I agree with you. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, it just, it seems kind of egotistical. Since when has that been a concern of yours? Well, maybe I'm a changed man. Right. So, your cooking should be no different. You've come a long way. Oh, yeah? Maybe even as good as yours, huh? Huh? Let's don't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I love you, Mr. Scales, Eddie. Hey, what happened to Joey? I like the when you call me that. It was... What's that look? Oh, right, right. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, go again. <clears throat> I love you, Mr. Scales, Eddie. And I love you, Mrs. Scales, Eddie. with the world. Ah, gherkin. <laughs> As he's home cooking. Sorry, bub, but we're closed today for a private party. Back to normal business hours tomorrow. Joseph, how dare you speak to your mother this way? I'm no bub. Ma, no, no, uh, of course not. I, I didn't know it was you. I, um, I... No? Enough pleasantries. Where are my grandchildren? Ma! I'm an old woman, Joseph. I don't have time to wait. Yeah, but... Make your mother happy, Joseph. Be a good boy. Well, I just thought maybe you'd want to talk to me a little. Or maybe Essie. Blah, 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 Joseph. I need grandchildren. All right, all right. Jeez, oh, man. They're right here in their high chairs. 
Say, say hi to Grandma, boys. Ooh, hello, boys. Grandma just loves you so much. Yes, she does. Oh, yes, she does. Who are the best little boys in the world? Who? You are. Yes, you are. Well, that's probably Dixie and Tommy. I'll get it. Hey, you... Essie? Miss Dixie. Good heavens. You're walking. Didn't Joseph tell you? I would think he should have. He's been getting rather humble. <laughs> Joey? I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, really, Joey? This is all his doing. Are we talking about the same Joseph? He inspired me. He helped me. He's the most wonderful, noble soul I've ever known. He's the one who got me walking again, and I bet he was too shy to tell you about it. But where are my manners? You must be freaking out there on the dogs. Please, come in and make yourselves at home. You two have done a wonderful job with this place. Looks so much smaller from the outside. It's nothing much, but we do good business and we love what we do. I don't know what you're cooking up, but it smells like heaven. I'm not cooking anything, actually. You mean... Joseph wanted to do it all himself. Wow. That's kind of... Uh... Tommy, what's the word I'm looking for? Shocking. Surprising. Unlikely. <laughs> so, how have you two been? Oh, you know, we're, we're fine. <sighs> Dixie's just clamming up. You know how she is with personal matters. Well, they're personal. These are our friends. We're going to try and make an effort, remember? <sighs> okay. Um, right. Tommy and I, we're... <laughs> great. We're really, really great. I knew you would be. Why don't you go say hi to Joey and the boys, and I'll get the rest of our guests in, and we can get this part started. Yeah, okay. Good seeing you again, Essie. You too, Miss Dixie. And you, Thomas. A pleasure as always, my dear. Where are those boys of mine? My darling, wonderful, charming, amazing boys. Where are they? The twins are in the kitchen. All with... three of my boys. I say, I say, Joseph is a, is a son to me, and I would see all of my boys. Tell me, what can I do to help? Now, Daddy, Joseph's handling all the cooking. All right, fine, that's fine. I know you taught him well. I'm there with the kids. My grandsons, I say. Those fine, strapping boys. They're not even a year old yet. And a finer, piercing boy I have never seen. Let me at him. <laughs> I forgot a bottle of wine out in the car. I'm kind of new to this whole socializing thing. Uh, I'll be right back. Of course. Dixie made her way back down the dock toward Thomas's car, but a dark figure in the shadows of the cold December night caught her eye. Her instincts and training instantly took over, and she dropped to a defensive crouch, slinked forward, and then relaxed. She stood, walked off the dock, and slowly made her way to the lone figure on the beach. Hey. Uh, good evening, Miss Dixie. We gotta stop meeting like this. You mean I should go? I have been back in Russia so long I thought... Uh, was there not a party? I... Not what I meant. Just a joke. 
I see. <laughs> Never mind. What are you doing all alone out here? Oh, reminds me of home. I did not know it got this cold in California. Well, it ain't gonna snow or nothing, but it is a desert. It gets pretty cold at night, especially in the winter. He's not entirely unlike Leningrad. I often would stand alone there, on shore, at night. Why? It's best to look at moon over water. Baltic Sea, Pacific Ocean is not so different. Water is water. Gives unobstructed view of moon. Is how I can be less lonely. You know how else you can be less lonely? Da, this is why I am here. Still, though, a moment alone. You have too many moments alone, I think. Not much I can do for that, I fear. Look, I need to run to the car, but I'll swing by on my way back and we'll go in together, okay? Da. Thank you, Miss Dixie. You bet, Benny. I'm really glad you made it. Me as well. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Munificent Umket Industries. Yes, dear friends, it's that time again. For the past year, your mind and senses have been delighted by the prophetic stylings of the amazing Noel. <gasps> the amazing Noel? The one and same. But what you may not realize is now that the war is over, the amazing Noel has been busier than ever. Why on earth would that be? Well, here, chum, play this tape of a prediction the amazing Noel made not more than two years ago. Yes, dear friends, I come to you today with my most amazing prediction yet. Hold, I am getting something. Yes, yes, yes. Listen very closely to what I'm about to say, friend, for you shan't want to miss it. I, the amazing Noel, can now officially predict that one day in the near or far future, the war will end. It is true, I tell you. True! <gasps> Astounding. Uncanny. Brilliant. Yes, and due to this most amazing of predictions, why the amazing Noel has been ever so busy booking appearances all across this great nation on radio stations from coast to coast on the amazing Noel's amazing tour. Talk shows? Indeed. Variety shows? Indubitably. News programs. Every single one, I am sure. Well, what does this mean for us, I wonder? Do you think he still has time for us and for Umket? Greetings, fair pitchmen. Oh, it's the amazing Noel. He's amazing. He's astounding. Not a charlatan, not confounding. The amazing Noel. The amazing Noel. Famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire. Fear not, dear listeners. The amazing Noel is here to answer all of your questions. But you're so very busy. There is always time for Umket. What a magnanimous fella. Yes, I am exactly that. But due to the hectic, fast-paced schedule of a famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire, I now require an assistant. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Shut your yap, fella. 
He's gonna pick me. Me? No, me. Silence! The amazing Noel shall decide. And he shall decide correctly, for he knows all. Well, can't argue with that. Indeed, chum. Good luck to us both. Who will be picked? Which one will stick? They're both fine fellows, so we don't care one lick. I choose neither of you. Someone with my famed mental prowess requires an assistant that is more... Experienced? Devoted? Comely! Can't argue with that, either! Certainly not! I shall choose my new assistant from our listening audience. Yes! Did you hear that, folks? He's gonna choose one of you! But how? Shall we have a contest of some kind? I have no need for your earthly means of decision. Watch as I close my eyes. Would you look at that? And wave my arms. Are you seeing this, folks? And concentrate. Yes, I am getting something. You. Yes, you. I am choosing you. Is, is that it? Is it done? Only after I recite the incantation. Hokey Smokey. Uh, Hokey Smokey? Hokey Smokey! What in the... Where am I? You are in the Umket Studios, dear lady! Look at her figure! I figured she'd look nice. Comely indeed! Noelle sure can pick em. But who is she? Um, um... Tell everyone your name, dear. Who is this girl with features most sublime? It can only be Miss... Fortune Divine. I knew you were going to say that. <gasps> I think you flabbergasted him. Yes, I have. Miss Fortune Divine, you are a beauty unlike any the world has ever seen. <gasps> He's right. Again! Would you do me the great honor of becoming my assistant, madame? Why, I... I would be honored, sir. Of course you would! But first, a brief interview for the position. To work for the best, she must outshine the rest. She'll go home and she can pass the test. <gasps> oh no! I've come unprepared! Worry not! I have a feeling you will do... Very well. Oh, I believe in you, Noel. Oh, you are off to a good start. Do you hate Nazis? With a passion. They can all just go straight to heck. <gasps> Such language! Clearly, her feelings on the matter are strong. Do you enjoy this program? And how? Dixie Stenberg is my favorite. What a smart lady. She's a genius! Do you... Have a shorter skirt. Many. Oh my. She's perfect. And now listen very closely, for this is the most important question of all. I'm ready, Noel. Do you love Umket? Um, um. She looks like she's thinking hard. It's important to take your time with a question of such vital import. I. Yes. I. Yes. I am a good American patriotic woman, sir. And I love Umcat dearly with all my heart. Oh. oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was one of the best moments of my life. Yes, it was all those things. 
And you, Miss Fortune Divine, are perfect for the job! You are hired! The amazing Noel and Miss Fortune Divine, together at last and now for all time. A member of our very own audience, working with Noel. And all because she loved Unkin. Well, it is what's most important after all. And you, dear listeners, can see me, the amazing Noel, with my new comely assistant, Miss Fortune Divine, on the amazing Noel's amazing tour. We can! How fortuitous! The amazing Noel's amazing tour is coming soon to state fairs and futuristic expos all across this great nation, sponsored by the most benevolent entity ever formed in the history of these United States. Omket Industries. For a list of our tour dates and locations, simply send a postcard to the amazing Noel, care of Umket Industries. Washington, D.C., USA. And you too can see the famous amazing Noel and the comely Miss Fortune Divine. She's comely. He's famous. All true. And she'll even bring the shorter skirts. I will? Yes, you will. And my fellow Americans... Fortune and I will see you there! Give us one more prediction. I predict that within two years there will be the discovery of people living inside the Earth at the North Pole. (gasps) That's amazing, Noel! I know! We now rejoin our program as more of the former Brassy Battalion arrive for a night of merriment and remembrance. I'll get it. Lily! Freudenberg! Dixie! It's so good to see you again. Hey, cut it with the hugs. People are watching. (laughs) Ah, it is good to be back. How was the honeymoon? I gave him the full treatment. Around the world, the land down under, the screeching... I am not sure it would be legal to say anything further. The laws are different in Canada. (laughs) That good, huh? I am a changed man. Yeah, well, get your changed keister in out of the cold already. (laughs) We brought a few extra guests. Esmeralda said it was okay. Oh, look at this place. What are those chairs made out of? Wood? Are those curtains from the 19th century? Oh, people actually eat here. Oh, Oh, don't worry. I'll help you find a place to sit. I better find a better one. But frankly, I think Princess here could do with learning to do things for herself. Wait a minute. One of us is a princess? Doesn't that make me a queen or something? Be careful, dear. Thinking like that, you're bound to hurt yourself. It was at that exact moment, across the room, a forlorn, brawny Russian heard the dulcet tones of a voice that hadn't graced his ears in more than a year. He turned his gaze from the lonely window overlooking the dark ocean. He scanned past Buttercup, Violet, Rose, and Daisy until he met the eyes of Iris. (gasps) Benedict. Hello to you two. Miss Iris, what are you doing here? Lily and Freudenberg went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon. 
They stopped in to say hello. We're not so very far off in Toronto, after all, and here we are. I am so very... Uh, what I mean to say is, um, this is quite... Um, uh, what is word? <laughs> happy? Yes, that will work. This is happy. You are happy. And you? I have had trouble. I have had struggle. But now, for first time since Mexico, I am happy. Across the small, now near-capacity restaurant, Dixie was soon in for another surprise. So, how has Frank been? <laughs> All over my case. <laughs> well, if there's one less person to yell at, I imagine he would be. Yeah, well, you can't get back to work too quickly, I tell you what. The honeymoon's over. Literally. Ever since the new arrow quest was completed, Frank's been working like a man possessed. I think Mexico evoke a fire in him, yeah? He's a man who loves what he does. Boy, howdy. I wonder where the heck he is, anyways. Who are you talking about? Frank. Oh, yeah. He called earlier. Said he'd be a bit late. Said he had to stop and pick something up on the way. Perhaps a bottle of wine or something like that. Uh, that don't seem like Frank. I've always known Frank to be kind and generous. At least, outside of paychecks. Yeah, but he ain't never gone in for all that social mumbo-jumbo stuff. Well, neither did you, but here we are, sipping your wine. <laughs> well, I have perhaps something else for us to focus on for the moment. Excuse me. If I may have your attention, please. A little over a year ago, mired in the jungles of a foreign land... There was an event that occurred in a cave. It is something we have not spoken much about. Many of you, my friends, my family, many of you nearly died. And I am glad to have you with us today, but we must never forget this is only due to the terrifically brave actions of one of our own. Oh, robot, you saved us all. Only to get blown to little robotic bits. Josia? Be respectful. I was. As brave a soldier as there ever was. Mechanical or no. I am proud to have served with such an honorable comrade. I wouldn't have even been able to help in the fight against Scar if not for Robot's assistance. We'll miss you, Robot. I think a toast is in order. Oh, Robot! You reign. Robot! Surprise! Man, sakes! You're alive! I am indeed. You sound different. Well, I was blown to little robotic bits. That's what I just said. What do you think? It's very manly. Perhaps Wittenberg programmed in more machismo. Eh, probably not. I reprogrammed him before the honeymoon. But how? how is this possible? Lily and I collected the robot's parts before we left Mexico. So, when I wasn't at AirQuest with you and Frank, I spent my time rebuilding, working, tinkering. Oh, why didn't you tell me? I did not wish to get your hopes up, Miss Dixie. It's the only thing worse than losing a friend is losing a friend twice. It took him 153 tries, but just look. He finished the repairs on our honeymoon. You were repairing the robot on your honeymoon? Beautiful women and fine machinery. It is a heady mix. I am shiny and full of good robotic newness. You can call me Robot 153. Whoopie! Hooray! This is really gonna take some getting used to. You look and sound so. Spelt? Different. 
my mass has been reduced by 19%. Yeah, a server reassignment procedure was required, but after that it was smooth sailing. They can do that now? SRPs for everyone. Oh, pass. Thanks. Man, I wish Frank were here to see this. I'm really starting to worry about him. Frank? I saw him outside. He is sitting in his car with a member of the opposite gender. That's what Frank stopped for? He brought a date? Yeah, Dix. I guess you could say what you just said. McGuff! Well, don't keep us waiting. Who is she? Hi, Dixie. Everyone, I'd like you to meet my niece, Francie. Conspiratorial crony. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. I don't think I'm coming to the next episode. I'm just going to stay in bed with the covers over my head. Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. But Dix, I... Cork it, Frank! Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. The mighty Dixie Stenberg, afraid of a girl. You suggesting girls aren't worth being scared of? Well, I... Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. I wonder what I've been up to this past year. You and no one else. Are you sure? Yes. Oh. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Well, when last season started, I'd lost Lily and it took me a year to find out why. Now this season has started, and we're just married. And you want to find out why? This much, my dear Lily, I already know. <laughs> Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. I'm a granddaddy! <laughs> Anthony Pacelli as Joey Scalzetti. You're just like my ma. Uh, you get it. Uh, hello? Indeed. Such lovely boys, I'm so proud. As am I, as am I. Ah, oh, get a room, you two. Well, you do sound handsome, Mr. Pierce. My goodness, madam, you are too kind. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Ah, oh, it's good to have all of us back together again. Perry Whittle as Benedict Dederchenko. Ah, Thomas, is good. Have some vodka to celebrate. I'm glad you made it, Benedict. <laughs> I'm glad I brought the vodka. You know, I think I'll pass. Ugh, times are changing. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. But the more things change... The more they stay the same, yeah? Alicia Marie Barton as Esmeralda. That's how you it's always been the same. He may put on a big tough guy exterior, but my darling Joseph is the biggest sweetheart ever on the inside. Oh, stop. My mom's listening. Michael Moss as Mrs. Scalzetti. Oh, I'm just so happy. All my dreams are coming true. You are a good boy to make your mother so happy, Joseph. Oh, thanks, Ma. Megan Presley as Buttercup LaRue. You know what that restaurant needs? Newer decorations and a woman's touch. Are you saying I'm not a woman? A refined woman's touch, then. Buttercup, don't be so rude. It's okay, Lily. Some of us just consider other things more important than slightly old curtains. Well, then you need to get your priorities straight. Tracy Hall as Violet LaRue. I could help with that. I don't need help with that. Melissa Hearn as Rose LaRue. I could clean it better than any of you. You ladies are too much. Melissa Johnson as Daisy LaRue. 
Too much what? Did I miss something? Marley Norton as Iris LaRue. When don't you, dear? When don't I what? Miss something. What did I miss? <sighs> I think I'm inclined to agree with Esmeralda. A voice of reason. Well, there has to be at least one. Andrea Fontenot as Francie. Dixie, please don't be mad. Talk to me. Please. <sighs> Catherine Pride as Geist. Francie, was it? Would you like a position with Scar, perhaps? Not on your life. Wait. Do I have a life? I was shot last season. Again. Am I dead? Justin Dobby as Volker. If so, I must say you look mighty fine for a dead woman. Are you coming on to me? Am I? You're a possibly dead blue ghost woman. That would be weird. We're talking about you here. Point. Kristen Bays as the Umket Triplets. I don't know why the amazing Noel didn't choose one of us to be his assistant. I know! We're so much more beautiful than that fortune girl! <laughs> I think she's pretty. Bill Young as the amazing Noel. She is pretty! Very pretty, in fact! Especially in a shorter skirt. M. Sierra Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. Mr. Amazing Noel, sir, you are too kind. Yes, I am that too. Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. It is like the whole world is new to me again. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. Don't get used to it, for I shall end your mechanical life at the first opportunity. I dare you to try. I've been upgraded. I am model 153. Which still puts you 1,847 models behind me. Robotic curses. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. What's a robotic curse? It sounds like this. <laughs> And what does that mean? That's robot for your mother was a toaster. Harsh. This is Seth Adamsher. Stay tuned next time as mysteries are revealed only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you tonight by the Amazing Noel's Amazing Tour. The Amazing Noel's Amazing Tour is coming soon to state fairs and futuristic expos all across this great nation. Now featuring the comely Miss Fortune Divine. Well, come on out and see me. And her short skirts. Stay safe, America. And good night. Of course I'm coming on to you. I've been coming on to you since the third episode. I mean, come on. All the other characters have gotten romantically involved. <sighs> this production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur, Assistant Director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. What does a lovable Nazi have to do to show his affection for a woman? <laughs>